The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, His master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Move with compassion, the master of that servant, let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant, as I had pity on you? Then, in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was a glorious day. Yesterday, yesterday we had a beautiful wedding. Uh, the, the church was packed, it was full, and you should have looked on the faces of the poor bride and groom. I know them well, their names are Lisa and Sean, and they approached the parish about a year ago. They have a, a home in Gray Eagle, and so this is a vacation spot. 
And I'm sure like any, any bride or any couple that's going to get married, they choose, the, the day is very important. They, they factor in all these different factors. And of course, I bet a year ago when they saw, okay, September 12th will be a great day. End of summertime, the weather is easing, fall is in the air. Everyone's, everyone's kind of getting back into the routine, so it be a lot smoother than the hectic pace of summer. Little did they know that a year from now, or a year from when they came, the world would be hit by a worldwide pandemic. California will be on fire. Everybody would have to wear masks. You should have, should have seen their poor faces, just the stress of it all. Everyone's in masks. It was funny because some of them even had matching masks, so they had to factor that in with their dresses. But it was the first wedding during these crazy times that we had here. But we persisted. It was beautiful. It's always so dramatic. And, and as a priest, again, I, I've, I've got the million-dollar seats in front of the house here. Because what happens is that, you know, I'm standing in front of the altar. So pictures in your mind's eye. Church was packed. Of course, the, I process in first. Sean, the groom, processes in with his parents. And then I'm standing at the altar here. And then bridesmaids come in. And then I always love, and, and this is a beautiful part of our faith. A dramatic moment when she arrives. Because the guy's always chopped liver. It's always the bride that has the star of the show. And the music changes. The bell rings. And I love our custom. We all stand. Everyone turns. And what's pretty dramatic, too, about our church, and even in Loyalton, when the doors open and everyone turns around and looks at the bride, all you see because of the, of the bright light of the back of, of when the doors are open and in the darkness of the church, all you see is her silhouette. And it's very dramatic. Music's changing and emotion, you feel the, the, the emotion crescendoing. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful sight and she walks in. And I even told her during the rehearsal, walk extra slow. Milk the moment. <laughs> and she did. Walking, step by step. I do that on purpose because I I always look at the groom. He was a big dude, right? Big guy, manly man. Not at that moment. Lip, bottom lip quivering. And I always always give him a look. We always make eye contact. Hey, behold your bride. She's coming. Begins to weep. And of course, that beautiful traditional moment, they shake hands, parents hand off the, their daughter. And the wedding begins. The emotion of that moment is absolutely beautiful. But all you vets in here, who have been married for a while, know that emotion, that joy, that beautiful occasion does not last forever. Oh, how we, we wish it would. That moment of that joy was like, oh, from this point on, we're going to live happily ever after. No. Because everyone in here knows marriage is hard. It's one of the hardest things you will ever embark upon, but also one of the most joyous.
If my brother sins against me, Peter asks Jesus. Would Sean and Lisa now, should we say, if Sean gets on my nerves, if Lisa irritates me, it's not a question of if, is it? It's a question of when. When my love gets on my nerves, when my children irritate me beyond all measure, when my coworker irritates me, when my priest badgers me, when my boss irritates me. The list goes on and on. It's not a question of if, but when. And so now Peter asking Jesus, Jesus, he's trying to govern what's happening here, what, what the whole context here. He's trying to govern how we will act and treat one another. He's going he's gonna to try to treat us, he's going to try to teach us, rather, How do we behave when we hurt one another? Because it will happen. The context of this gospel is one from last Sunday, if you recall. Jesus teaches us how to face conflict. If your brother sins against you, tell him in private. Do you remember that beautiful gospel reading? He he enlarges the circle. So if I offend you or you offend me, we're supposed to deal with it one-on-one first. Not whisper behind closed doors and start gossiping or start plastering on social media or start telling everybody who has no business to hear our business. He says, tell each other one-on-one first. That doesn't work, then take two or three witnesses. If that doesn't work, expand the circle. Tell the church. Then if that doesn't work, he expands it. And so it's within that context now Peter asks that question. Lord, how many times should I forgive? Seven times? Jesus says here, no. When your brother hurts you, you must forgive 70 times seven. That number is 490 times. That number for the first century Jew would have immediately stuck out. They would have immediately, when they heard that number, 490 because remember, for the Jewish people, numbers are, are very powerful. There's a lot of significance to numbers. And for a Jew, when they hear that, that number 490, they immediately think of Daniel chapter 9. Because the year 490 was how many years it would take for God to forgive the sins of Israel through the sending of the Messiah. So whenever they hear that number 490, what the Jew thinks is immediately ultimate forgiveness infinite, ultimate forgiveness which comes from God. And so when Jesus says, you must forgive 490 times, every Jew said, ah, I'm supposed to forgive constantly. And then, as if to highlight the point, he says this beautiful parable. A master here says, a servant owes him money, and he owes him a huge amount. Now, in the original Greek, the word huge here, that's translated, that the English word is used, it doesn't quite capture the amount, the weight of it. In the original Greek, huge would have, would have said 10,000 talents. That's the amount that the servant owed the master. 10,000 talents. A talent, one talent was one single gold coin. One gold coin was worth 6,000 denarii. And if you recall what a denarii was, 
you get one denarii per a day's wage. So just to kind of break it all down, to kind of put it, because all these numbers are ancient numbers, so to kind of give it some perspective, this servant owed his master, if he were to pay it off, working every day, one denarii a day, it would take him 60 million days to pay off the debt. And so now you see why the servant begged the master. There's absolutely no way he can pay off this debt. 60 million days worth. And then amazingly, the master forgives him. And then the story continues. The same servant who had his debt forgiven, who owed 10,000 talents, now encounters another servant who owed him some money. And it's said here in the, in the English, a much smaller amount. The original Greek says he owed him 100 days of wages. And does this servant forgive? No. So compare the two now. 60 million days of wages, that's 160,000 years, versus 100 days wages. Do you see the discrepancy here? Every first century Jew would have immediately saw it. This is, this, this, this is, this is an ant talking to Einstein, basically. And the merciless servant does not forgive him. And so now you see why the master's rage when he hears about this. I forgave you 60 million days of debt. And you could not even forgive your brother's debt who owed you a tiny, minuscule amount. And yet you begged me, I forgave you, and you could not show even your friend a similar And Jesus intensifies it now. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. What Jesus Christ has just laid out for us and to bring it all together now is that you and I are called to live radical forgiveness. Married life, and all of you married couples in here know, radical forgiveness is key. Towards your children, you know, radical forgiveness is needed. Our relationships with one another, it's not a question of if, when I, as your priest, irritate you and offend you, it's when. And when you irritate and offend me, it's not a question of if. Conflict will happen. But we must live the call to forgive. As the old saying goes, when we carry unforgiveness, a grudge towards our brother, towards our spouse, towards our children, towards anybody, it's like walking around all day carrying a cage, our own prison cell. It weighs us down, makes us bitter, makes the world bitter. And what Jesus says to us, I've forgiven you and me, all of humanity, a debt which you cannot pay, ever. 
And as St. Paul reminds us, I have sent my son into the world to pay your debt. And Jesus is asking us now, forgive one another. Forgive me when I make dumb decisions. Forgive me when I do dumb things. And forgive one another. Because no matter what it is, it's tiny compared to the lavish mercy of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.